This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. How are you? I'm so good. (laughs) I am so happy to be back with you for this podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how to be happy when marriage gets hard. So this is a topic and probably an episode you might want to bookmark. Because here's the thing, no matter where you are in your marriage journey right now, there will be hard times. There will be things that happen, circumstances outside of your control, decisions your husband makes that you can't, you know, change, just moments where it will feel really hard, where what you're experiencing is not what you want. And sometimes this happens for a brief period of time. Sometimes this happens for an extended period of time. And what I wanted to do in this episode was really help provide some guidance for you in navigating this difficult, right? And sometimes very challenging and hard moments in marriage. One of the things I want to preface all of this with is to just offer that the point of life, the point of marriage, is not for you to be happy all the time. And this was something that even for me took and continues to evolve, but it took me a long time to really be okay with that. When I discovered coaching, I had this misguided idea that it was just going to help me make my life better and happy all the time. And so I, you know, approached it from this lens of like, okay, how can I just always change my thoughts so that I'm happy all the time? And that's not the point at all. The point of life, the point of marriage is really to find contentment in all circumstances, in all situations. The Bible actually talks about this, right? There's that scripture that references really what I just said, being content in all situations. And so when I talk, you know, and use the word happy, it means really finding that internal joy, that zest for life still, even in some really difficult moments. So I'm going to share with you really just like a five-step process that I want to offer you to guide you in these seasons where your marriage feels really, really hard. And the first thing is you have to define hard. (laughs) It's obviously a subjective term, but more than that, what I find is that When we look at what feels hard, 
it's usually only a few things, but because our brain is inclined to ruminate and harp on those few hard things, it seems like we have many hard things. It feels like everything's going wrong. And so it's so important to really just be able to take that step back and to really just question the idea that everything is hard and to get really clear and really specific about what hard means for you right now. And so I want you to get as granular as specific things that are not in place in your marriage that you wish were, or specific things that are happening that you wish were not happening, right? So this could be what feels hard is my husband is spending more time outside of the house, away from us and away from our family than I would like him to. That might be very hard, right? Or my husband is not as affectionate as I would like him to be. I would like for us to like cuddle throughout the day and give each other small kisses and hug and greet each other a certain way. And that's not happening. And that feels hard to me, right? Or our communication feels very surfacey, right? We're not connecting. We're not talking about things that actually really matter to me and that I think would advance our relationship. That feels hard to me. So you see what I did here was really, I got very specific about what is it? What is the aspect of the relationship that feels hard specifically? The next thing is to identify what actually is easy in your marriage, right? So this is step two. And the reason this is here is because you always want to balance out what feels hard or your negative thinking with the truth of what's easy and actually positive and what's actually working in the marriage. Because there are things, there are things that are working. So whereas you know, your husband spending a lot of time outside of the house might be hard. On the other hand, he's a great provider. This is usually the tension that a lot of of my clients struggle with, right? He's a great provider. He's very responsible financially. Whenever the family needs something, he's always willing and able to take care of it, right? He may respond to you positively when you reach out to him, right? So he may not be initiating a lot of conversation or a lot of fun activities for you to be doing together. But whenever you invite him, he accommodates and he's willing to do it willingly, right? That's something to notice. That's something that's actually working well. Maybe your spouse is not really much of a complainer. Maybe he's not always sort of on you about the things he doesn't like and the things he wished you were doing differently. Maybe that's something that's easy and that really works for you. Maybe he's willing to run errands, right? I know in my home, no matter when I ask, my husband is always willing to run to the supermarket for me, like always. 
that makes our marriage easy. That makes our life together easy. It makes us being a couple a valuable experience. So I want you to find those things for yourself. What parts of this marriage are actually easy? What are the things you don't ever argue about? What are the things that don't keep you up at night or stress you out about being with your husband? Step three is to define what happy means to you. And a lot of times when I'm talking with people, especially when people reach out and we have our complimentary consultation, I'll ask them, like, what is it that you want? in this marriage? Like what would make you happy? And many times they will start with things that their husband would be doing differently, right? So I would be really happy if we were connecting more, if he were home more and present, if we were doing more fun things. I would be happy if he considered my needs and my time. I'd be happy if he you know, showed more affection and gave me more appreciation and was a little bit more romantic. I'd be happy if he initiated intimacy and if he would like call me in the day and let me know he was thinking of him. And yes, to all of those things, right? I would raise my hand to every single one of those also. But I want you to take that list, right? Whatever that list is for you, And then I want you to just ask yourself, like, why would that make you happy? What would you be thinking? What would that do for you if those things were happening? How would your life be different if you had these experiences and these circumstances in your marriage? And what I often find is that when you look underneath these external things that he is doing and saying, that it really boils down to how you would be feeling in your life and you would be feeling happy. And so the feeling of happiness and feeling like you have this internal sense of joy usually looks like you waking up in the morning excited about your day right? You going about your day with like patience and ease and a lightheartedness, right? Like maybe if you have kids, it means you go about your day not anxious and yelling and annoyed with them, but it's just like everything feels easy and breezy, right? You feel connected throughout the day with your spouse and with people that you love. Like you just feel like you're supported and you're not alone and you feel like this is closeness even when you aren't in each other's presence. You feel eager to see each other, right? You feel eager when he comes home or when you come home and there's just this um, enthusiasm for being in each other's presence. And so I want you to just think about like, what would you feel like in your body if what you think would make you happy was actually happening, right? Like happiness is an emotion. (laughs) So that's why I'm sort of going around with this. But I want you to just close your eyes for a minute and just think about how light and easy things feel when you're happy. Even if, right, your kids are taking forever to get dressed or your computer is taking forever to download the thing, 
you have so much patience because you're just light and things are good. And it's like, why ruin this amazing good feeling for something that's going to be over in a few minutes anyways? So number four is I want you to find really healthy ways to meet your unmet needs, right? So we've taken the journey of what it would be like to be happy. And now we have a gap, right? You have a gap between the things you'd like to be happening and the ways you'd like to be feeling from how you're feeling now. So one of the ways to create sort of contentment and this internal sense of joy, even in the hard times of your marriage, is to really be taking care of yourself. And a lot of times where people get stuck is they only feel like their husband is the person who can address the need and their husband is the person that's going to need to make them feel better. And I think you get to do that. You are so creative. You are so resourceful. There are so many ways to have your emotional needs met that are healthy (laughs) and appropriate for a married woman, right? And so what I often suggest to my friends is creating just like a circle of support where, you know, a lot of times if you're not able to have the type of communication and conversation that you'd like to be having with your husband, it's finding a friend that you can go to and have those conversations with, right? So maybe there's a topic that you love to talk about and your husband is never really interested. Instead of trying to force him to become interested, just find someone else who really loves to talk about it, right? Or maybe he doesn't offer you the empathy you need. I know for me as a mom, right? Many of you I know are also mothers with two small children in a pandemic in the Northeast in the middle of winter and a thousand and one snowstorms. Sometimes I just need to call one of my mom friends and be like, oh my gosh, this day, (laughs) right? Whereas when I go to my husband with that, he's trying to fix it. And I don't want him to fix it, right? So instead of getting upset with, him being insensitive or not being as empathetic as I want, I just decide, no, I'm going to go to the person who's going to tell me exactly what I need to hear. She's going to say, oh my gosh, I totally understand. You're such a good mom. I love you. Most times that's all you really need to hear. Then I pick up myself and go on about my day. So it's finding, you know, ways to address the need, address the desire that don't require your husband to be different than how he's being. He gets to choose what he likes to talk with you about. He gets to choose how he responds to you in certain situations. Now, that's not to mean that if you're being disrespected or, you know, if there's anything that is a deal breaker happening in the relationship that I'm suggesting you just accept it and find some other way to deal with it. No, I'm not saying that at all. You absolutely can have boundaries. You absolutely can have standards for how he treats you. What I'm talking about is just like those everyday things that feel really hard when you focus on them too much of he's not emotionally responsive or he's not interested in talking to me, or he's not responsive when I need help, right? I'm talking more about those types of things where, again, 
a lot of my clients have small children. It's sort of like if you have a husband who works a lot and isn't, you know, holding up your request for him to be home more, to help out with the kids more, let's look at other ways of getting that need met. Can you hire a babysitter? We have three, right? And that has saved so many arguments because my husband gets to use his time in the way that he really wants to. And I get to use my time in the way that I really want to. And our kids are taken care of and supported and quite honestly, have an amazing time with the babysitters that we have. So I could only arrive at that decision when I stopped needing him to be the solution. I got creative about how do I get this need met? I need some help so that I can take care of my work and my clients and take care of the kids at the same time. And that's where I landed. You can do the same with whatever you feel is like the void in your relationship as well. And then step number five is really the narrative in your head and creating a new story about yourself and about your marriage. What does that look like? It really looks like spending time stepping into what you want, right? It looks like spending time thinking about how you want to be feeling about yourself. So typically when you're having these hard times in your marriage, you see yourself differently, right? When your husband isn't responding to you the way that you want, you begin to sort of project this negative image of yourself, right? Like if he's not as affectionate, you begin to question like, am I desirable? Maybe I'm not desirable. If he's not as interested in you know, conversation with you, you might begin to think like, oh my gosh, I must be so boring or I must be annoying to him, right? We begin to have like these really horrible images of ourselves based on how he's responding. And what I want to offer you is that you always get to decide what you believe about yourself regardless, right? Like, if he's not being as considerate of your needs, right? Like he's not coming home when you asked him to, that might make you feel like you don't really have permission to do the things you want to do. And as moms, there's so much mom guilt that you already have that it's sort of like, there are many times people will just sort of not ask for what they need or not take what they need because they've guilted themselves into thinking they don't deserve it. And it's taking away too much from their family. And so you have to just take a look at that. Like, is that how you want to see yourself? Or do you want to see yourself as someone who is beautiful and desirable and so interesting and so deserving of using her time in the way that fills her heart up, right? Do you want to feel like people enjoy being around you? These are the things that you really get to decide, right? It doesn't actually have to have anything to do with your husband, right? So I offer this because really this whole process is about creating almost like this loving and protective cocoon that you're well taken care of, even in these hard moments in your marriage. And when you're well taken care of, you show up so much better. Things don't bother you. You're going about your life happy. 
And these are the foundational ingredients for your marriage to get better, for the relationship between you and your husband to feel easier because you're not needing so much from him. You're not needing him to fix the unhappiness that you feel. You've learned how to do that yourself. And so when you can do that and you are living your life feeling amazing just from this like abundant place, then more great things can start to happen in your interaction. And when more great things are happening in your interaction, you like being together. You enjoy each other's company. You get along and you eventually love your marriage again, right? So here are those five steps again. Define what is hard, right? It's not everything. (laughs) It's usually only a couple of things. So define very specifically what is hard. Number two is documenting what is easy. There are things working in your marriage. What are those things that feel easy for you as a couple? Number three, defining your happy beyond the external circumstances of what your husband is doing. I want you to define your happy by what it would feel like in your body, how you would be operating in your life when you're happy. Number four, finding healthy ways to meet your unmet needs. You're so creative. There's so many different ways beyond convincing your husband. Stretch your brain to find some of those answers. And then number five, telling yourself a new story about yourself and about your marriage. You want to believe good things about yourself. You want to believe good things about your marriage and the future beyond these hard times. So I am your guide through all of these bumps, these twists, these turns in your marriage. So if you really are in a space right now where it's feeling hard and you would like some personal help navigating the emotions that you're feeling, navigating the way that you are thinking, and you would like my help, I would be honored to talk to you and make sure we're a great fit to work together. So the way that you do that is through a complimentary call. We have one hour, a full hour on the phone together where you get to sort of tell me, you get to tell me basically your answers to these questions, what feels hard, And I will want to hear what's easy, of course. And then we will just discuss how to make things better, how to get you feeling better, how to get you thinking better so you can show up better and feel better, even in a hard situation. So visit me at my website, drshavon.com. There is a button there that says work with me and I will meet you on the other side. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope this has been helpful. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.